the platform. Step up and speak out. And welcome to Talk Time on ZFM Stereo. Welcome to the platform on a Wednesday. I'm your host, Martha Mamombe. So schools in the country reopened their doors to students on the 7th of this month after delays brought by a surge in COVID-19 cases. And now that restrictions have eased and life is returning to some form of normalcy, not just in Zimbabwe, but the world over, we must, we must, we must inquire the state of our education. Tonight's topic is education, a sector on the brink. I'll say that again. Education, a sector on the brink. It's up to you as a listener to decide whether it's a sector on the brink of collapse or renaissance, as philosophers would say it. Our studio WhatsApp number is 0731-168045. Be part of the conversation and send your input as a message. I'm joined tonight by Mr. Raymond Majongwe, who is the Secretary General of the Progressive Teachers Union of Zimbabwe. I'm also joined by Dr. Sifiso Ndlovu, who is the Chief Executive Officer of the Zimbabwe Teachers Association. And last but not least, I'm joined over the phone by Taunga Nandoro from the Ministry of Primary and Secondary Education. Gentlemen, it is good to have you on the show. Thank you for your time. Welcome to the program. Thank you, and uh, good evening, Martha, and uh, good evening to your listeners or viewers if you're streaming live. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you for bringing us on board, and we're happy to be here to discuss this national concern. All right. Uh, Taunga Nandoro, are you there? Yes, yes. Uh, good evening, listeners. Good evening, Martha. All right. So we've gotten the Jirango out of the way and Tamorisana. Let's get straight into the serious business of why we are here tonight. Raymond, I will start with you. On the first day of schools last week, some students and parents reported being turned away and asked to go back home because teachers simply didn't report for duty, citing incapacitation. This is a word we've come to know from civil servants. This is a term widely used, a fancy way of saying we simply don't have money. Teachers have also complained of not being given an audience with the government. So what is it that teachers really, really want to say to the government that they never get a chance to say? I think for the record, one must understand that uh, we can't just say simply did not turn up for duty. It's not a simply thing. Mm-hmm. It's a real situation. Yeah. Teachers find themselves in an untenable economic position. Mm-hmm. A position that can only be addressed if people are honest, if people dialogue, and if people respect their employees. For the record, incapacitation is not a new word. It is a word that was crafted way back in 2008 mm-hmm. when we stood up and said we can't come, for, we can't report for duty. And mm-hmm. as, if you go back into the National Archives of what has happened with the civil service. Mm-hmm. In 2008, we got to a stage where we couldn't report for duty. Mm-hmm. And we simply said we were incapacitated to report and undertake any national service. Mm-hmm. And incapacitation was born. Mm-hmm. But I want to believe that is not our creation. Of course it's a not. word that is uh, as old as time itself. Okay. So that particular economic obtaining was, was, was fast forwarded to 2022. Teachers are earning measly salaries. We can't report for duty. Mm-hmm. And we try to communicate to our employer to say we are failing. Mm-hmm. We can't send our kids to school. We can't feed ourselves. We have basically been reduced to paupers. Okay. And for that particular technicality, mm-hmm. we couldn't report for duty on the 7th. And it wasn't because we are crybabies, not because we are being sent by anybody. It is actually very nauseating for somebody to stand up and tell me that we did not turn up for duty because we had been told this by the British. Okay. It's, it's nonsensical and it's unacceptable. Mm. People can't survive. 
And we can't come and lie to the nation to say we are being sent by anybody, be they opposition, be they people, how powerful they are, to tell 140,000 people to say revolt against government. And we then simply become labeled enemies of the state because we've said we are in an economic situation where we can't function. All right. Yeah. So is that all that you've been wanting to say to the government in under three minutes? No, no, no. And this I, has not been heard? I would have... Yeah, exactly that. We have tried oh. to engage. We have tried... We have written letters. Mm-hmm. I think now I have a file with 70 letters wow. written since uh, the Second Republic came on board. Okay. And up to now, all we have had are meetings or promises or pledges, and none of that has come to fruition. Mm-hmm. And we can't continue pretending that all heaven will come on earth. We must continue knocking into that particular decision, taken fully well by the civil servants, mm-hmm. to say, if you are not going to pay us, we will not turn up for duty. It was a clear position taken by people who were saying, we are trying to communicate to government. And I think people listened, mm-hmm. because something happened, though not what we wanted. But mm-hmm. the most important point is, something happened. And we are still saying, what we wanted was not addressed. And that particular reality will continue knocking on doors. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm glad that I have more than one teachers uh, union representative in studio with me tonight. I did mention earlier that we have uh, Dr. Sifisund Lovu in studio as well as Taunga Nandoro from the Ministry of Primary and Secondary Education. Doc, uh, let me come to you. When the government announced a 20% salary increment for teachers, it included a U.S. dollar component of over $126 plus the Zimbabwean dollar uh, basic salary and a set of non-monetary benefits such as getting loans to import uh, cars duty-free. Lucky you, I wish I could do that. But anyway, the Zimbabwe Teachers Association accepted this offer, correct? Correct, you're right. Yes, we did uh, tolerate the mm-hmm. offer. Tolerate, all right. We'll, we'll probe that word tolerate a little bit later on. But let me get to my question. For a teacher in Mashingo, where I am from, right, with four kids and a wife who's unemployed, um, or a housewife, should I say, is this enough to pay everything from school fees, pay rent, pay taxes, put food on the table, transport, utility bills, clothing, medical aid, and all the array of respons- financial responsibilities that come with being uh, an existing human being? Is this enough? Wow, that's a mouthful, Martha. <laughs> um, let me situate my response by first remarking mm-hmm. on the topic that you have just mentioned, education on the brink. Mm. The topic may suggest that this is on the brink because the educators were not able to open the schools. Mm-hmm. That is far from the truth. Mm. The issues that we have here is that education is on the brink because it has taken a lot of knocks along the line. First, it has taken knocks from the COVID-19 mm-hmm. experiences where learners lost le- learning time, mm. teachers lost teaching time, yeah. and now it is time for us to recover education. So we see education, therefore, placing the teachers at the heart of this education recovery. Yeah. And when we're talking about education re- recovery, mm. we're now placing the obligation of that recovery on the shoulders of the state government, mm-hmm. which must provide for the learners, which must provide for the teachers, mm. and provide for conditions of both teaching and learning because these are symmetrical and they cannot be divorced from each other. That means everybody has to have hands on the deck. But what did we experience? We experienced a background where we ended the year 2021 without concluding the very necessary hygiene factors mm-hmm. that would have improved the conditions of service. And okay. we went into January without that conclusion. Mm-hmm. Therefore, he brought in this element where educators had inadequate remuneration which should have catered for all the things you have mentioned. Okay. They couldn't send their children to school. They didn't have enough food for their provisions. They didn't have enough ma- money to commute to back to school. And th- that was a gamut of challenges. Mm. We brought this before the state. And the National Joint Negotiation Council for January failed to give a hope that there was this issue was going to be addressed. Hence, the declaration of the state of incapacitation of the educators was mad. And therefore, that state of incapacitation was being visited by the economic situation of the teachers. Remember, as unions, we stand for the interest of the educators, both the social and the economic interest. This is where we began, and this is exactly what we did. Was that enough? Mm. Certainly not. 
that is why in our position paper as the Babitas Association, we walked a distance away from the 540 reference point, mm -hmm. which was the pre-October 2018 level of the salaries. Right. And we said we're chasing a moving target. Mm -hmm. And the moving target was now today at a rate of 671. We then put up to government to say, can you address that element? And then we said, should you fail? We gave them four options in our position paper. Okay. One of the options was that, can we have at least a syndicated mm -hmm. kind of payment where the U.S. dollar and the Zimbabwean dollar are running parallel. A component of the salary should come in in that form. That is what was taken by the government when they introduced the 100 U.S. dollar component for the salary which they have introduced. Mm -hmm. Over and above the $75 COVID allowance. Yeah. Clearly, the hybrid approach was taken. Mm. But then the movement towards this moving target is not yet there. So in terms of adequacy, mm. we are not there. But the roadmap is showing clarity. Yeah. Hence, we tolerated the gesture of moving towards mm. the target of getting closer to the PTL mm. for not educators, mm. but the lowest paid civil servant. Okay. The educator must be above 671. That's the reference point we want to bring to the nation. Mm -hmm. And that is exactly what we care. But Dr. Dr. Sifiso Ndlovu, I, I must cut you short there But before we, we get lost in translation. My question was, do you think that uh, the 20% increment that was offered by your employer, by teachers, employees, by the government, is enough I gave an example of a teacher in Mushing with four kids, an unemployed wife, bills to pay, bills upon bills upon bills to pay. Would this be enough to meet the expenses of the end of this month? Not the roadmap, not the aspirations, not what you hope will be in the future. But right now, month end is coming up in seven days. Uh, I, I imagine you, just like myself and anybody else who's listening over the age of 18 with employment, has bills to pay. Is this enough? Certainly we have indicated that is inadequate mm. but at the same time but you're hopeful that something will be done at the yeah. same time we have engaged and the, the, the promise of re-engagement mm. is a continuous promise mm. and this is where we always talk about you, you do appreciate that re-engagement is not an event it's a process Definitely. so this process may last until the end of next year and you're okay with that never okay and mm. uh, this is where now we have got to balance up and defend the profession mm. and defend the education. We said education on the brink. Mm. Who must now work and act big here to accommodate the revival of education? Mm -hmm. We must show the nation that our hearts are not evil. Mm. We still want to accommodate our learners and get them to school. Yeah. But we still want to demonstrate to government that this is not adequate. It's and not this adequate. is clearly an expression that we have made. And they have accepted that. And this is where now we are going to say can you improve on the 20%? Yeah. And yes, government says we are going to engage. And we've right. written to them now uh -huh. to say, let's come back to the table and get this done. Now, again the question was, is it enough? Yeah. It's never enough. Mm. And the approach that government did mm -hmm. by bringing in the element of the bus yeah. that are supposed to assist the educators, mm. which is what we're following through now, mm. and it's not being implemented. <laughs> and we are saying to them, bring those buses to the teachers. Yeah. And to us, that creates a, some pr lessened pressure okay. on the issue of the net salary I, of educators. I can see that uh, <laughs> Mama Jungwe, you, you, you're, you're not nodding. You are shaking your I head totally in defiance. Disagree. I can tell that you're itching to say something. L let me give you a moment to just address maybe what has been said by uh, by Doc over here and then we'll, we'll give uh, Taunga Nandoro a chance to, to respond to some of the questions I have for him. Wh why are you shaking your head right now? I think uh, it would be tragic mm. for us to celebrate that government is going to provide buses. Okay. Teachers don't need buses. Mm. And this profession called teaching is not new in Zimbabwe. Of course. We don't want to be beneficiaries of free transport. Okay. We want to transport ourselves in the best manner that we have always been. Mm. We don't want to simply try and say, let's reinvent the wheel mm. when we don't need the wheel. 
but we're in a situation where teachers are saying said, hang yes. on government has said that it it will allow for teachers to to get loans to import cars if you pay somebody where are we going to get cars for 75 dollars where as motors in every one what are we trying to say to the nation we are not kindergarten children government must some mellow down to constructive discourse to garapas to the wealth of this country, moti mopa mun seventy five dollars, moti duty free. It's like telling me, Where is the benefit? The most important I've point. Seen, I've seen that on WhatsApp uh, yeah, as yeah. a meme. Um, but but you know what? Janze Murgupiwa, Murgupiwa, Mukana, Kweleta Mari to get a loan to oh. import a car. And you still and then also get us into more poverty. And still get buses. Oh my God. Uh, I I I I the roads are not there. Let's agree we have an issue that we must address. Before somebody comes and gives us a sugar, let's address the problem. Give us a salary and we will stop all this bus business. What we're here to discuss are the issues... Uh, the plight of teachers, let's, let's, transportation let's, let's being not, one of the major ones. the trajectory here. Mm. The danger of us only looking for monetary awards yeah. is that we'll be caught in a cyclic inflation, mm -hmm. which is what decimates the salary of the teacher. No, no, no. That no, no. decimates the that salary of any civil analogy. Okay. We are not here because we got more money. Address the issue of money and then we talk. Because if you are then going to run away from it and talk about non-monetary incentives that we have not yet, these non-monetary incentives have came in time immemorial. I remember going to Kenya with government officials, and we brought very simple non-monetary incentive issues, but okay. none of them have been implemented. Mm -hmm. The housing projects that they are talking about, I don't want to believe it. Definitely, I will not confirm whether they are there or not, but mm -hmm. at the present moment, what I know mm -hmm. uh, about the issue of the transport okay. is that it is us now to follow through that. Okay. And I did a, a, a check with some districts, mm -hmm. and they did experience that. And we are not, as unions, going to sit back and say, is that done on, is that, will that be done for, for, for generosity? Mm -hmm. Well, some officers may be lacking in implementation, and we definitely have to get to that. Yeah. Because it is a way of alleviating the pressure on their salaries. Okay. But if we don't do that, mm -hmm. then we're allowing the rot that we already have going through. So we must address that issue and see whether that benefit does not come mm -hmm. to the teachers. If it doesn't, then yeah. let us address it. This is the time to address it. Not to say I will wait and watch the space and mm -hmm. if it doesn't happen, then I seem to say you are lying. Yeah. And the people who are there have not been given even the data. Yeah. That, that to me is well, uh, to me, I think uh, the mode of transport yeah. that we are using is public transport. Mm. And world over, mm. public transport that is efficient has always helped the public. Yeah. And that is what we should be working towards. Mm. This is a, a, a world-class uh, approach to reducing the expenses on the part of educators. Mm. Not only educators, but the civil servants. Those who are in the civil service right now who have enjoyed this will tell you that they are paying a very little for those buses. <laughs> All right, this is a very interesting conversation. I want to get your take. If you are just joining us, welcome to the program. This is The Platform on Wednesday. I'm your host, Martha Mamombi. Our topic tonight is simply this, education, a sector on the brink. So if you are a parent and your kids are enrolled in public schools, please let us know if there's any schooling being done this week. Are they teachers? Are your kids getting homework? Or are they spending all day playing in the school? grounds give us your honest honest opinion send a message to 0731 i'm joined in the studio by uh, dr sifiso ndlovu from the zimbabwe teachers association uh raymond majongwe progressive teachers union of zimbabwe secretary general as well as Taunga Nandoro on the phone. Tao, I want to believe you've been listening to the conversation we're having with the two gentlemen in studio. Um, let me say this. Yes. The Minister of Primary and Secondary Education announced last week that teachers who had boycotted work would be suspended for three months without pay. 
Um, frankly, this is not the first time that civil servants have been threatened. Last time it was healthcare workers being told they would be fired. So I want to ask you this as a journalist, but also as as uh, as Zimbabwean who is also interested in knowing about the discourse of our country. What factors are taken into consideration before these uh, sweeping authoritarian style decisions are made? Are there temporary teachers going to be hired to replace those suspended? What's going to happen with with the gap left there? What is the logic here, Taungana? Uh, thank you, Martha. I, I appreciate that you are referring to uh, something that has uh, actually gone through uh, court process and the process and the outcome has uh, been uh, you know, announced. So it is futile for us to continue uh, talking about it, mm-hmm. um, uh, to say whether it's in effect or not. I think uh, let us uh, be uh, law-abiding citizens. This is a, a democratic country uh, where the constitution is there to protect everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the, the, the High Court ruling says it all. This is why you have not seen our Honorable Minister commenting it. I, we commented as the Ministry of Primary and Second. Okay. We are not yet for against. Okay. Uh, Tao, are you there? Okay, it looks like we've lost him. But, you know, the reason why I was asking him that question was because I, I, I really wanted to understand the logic behind this. Uh, court processes or not, it, it's just interesting. It baffles me. Um, it, it's like telling an entire newsroom that you're all suspended for three months. Who's going to uh, do the news? But anyway, we'll, we'll get, I will still probe further um, once we are able to get a hold of him again. Let me read some comments coming in from our listeners. This one says... Ha, me as a Zim teacher, can't afford anything decent for my family. This is a message from uh, Anonymous. Thank you so much for sharing your opinions. Um, this one says, uh, Sifiso is not an economist. Why should he talk of inflation? It's not his duty. Mr. Sifiso, please fight for teachers' rights, not representing politicians since we have been told um, this before. Okay. Interesting comment. Uh, another one here says, we as teachers are not fighting for salary increment. We are fighting for salary restoration. We need our 2018 540 US dollars. Saying it's a salary increment uh, is a very big lie by the state. This is uh, Baba Lulu. Thank you, Baba Lulu, uh, for your contributions. Uh, another one here says... Um, in addition to what I've already said, I want to contribute that uh, massively to currency in, due to currency instability. Uh, we get USD, they flood market trading to RTGS, vice versa in the world. Uh, and this will not help. Okay. Uh, very vague, but all right. Um, okay, so send your messages, 0731168045. We're going to try and still get uh, Taunga Nandoro on the line so we can get his uh, his take. Sifi, so let me come back to you. Let me ask you this. Zimbabwe's student-teacher ratio is one of the highest in the region. And teachers here earn the lowest compared to countries in the SADC region, even compared to Mozambique. Schools are underfunded, poorly equipped, and in some instances, uh, I've heard seven students in a classroom sometimes have to share one maths textbook. Some schools have no water, no boreholes. So even something as basic as going to the toilet at a school is not very pleasant. To what extent do these operational impediments affect the moral of educators and their ability to perform do you think yes if you listen to my introductory uh, remarks i clearly indicated that uh, the learning conditions mm-hmm. are as important as the teaching conditions so these two are symmetrical so you can't take them away mm-hmm. and this is why we find that the public schools have got the lowest morale by the teachers and in some cases even by the support staff and more so the learners also don't see the pride that is important for us to fund education adequately the current budget which is about 12 and a half percent of the national budget 
is not adequate. The ideal would have been to say every year we could have been moving closer to 20%. That would also cater for the remuneration of the educators and cater also for the issues of supplying the material for teaching and the materials for learning. So that is where we are lacking as a country and definitely we need a lot of support in our education in that regard. It's true, we have got that. The high teacher-people ratio and in, in fact, the qualified teacher-people ratio is very surprising because you are talking about 1 to 70. We have instances where we have got 1 to 100 mm -hmm. and that doesn't look like teaching at all Yeah, because we don't have enough educators. Mm -hmm. We should be employing maybe double the number that we have. Instead of 145, we should be talking about 290 educators in the system. That means we have the classes in, in, in some instances. That way, we'll be promoting quality public education. But public education is suffering because of all the, the things that we've just mentioned. That's what we've been talking to and that was exactly what we'll continue to talk to in fighting for quality public education. And we need to guard. Let us remember that we have to defend the public education because it is the, the education of the ordinary citizen. Me and you, who is not, who can have, not afford yeah. private education. And we may not have to add the pain by mm -hmm. making sure that those children who are not going to school now continue to be at home and don't go to school. Yeah. Uh, this is typical of what we experienced even in the Rhodesian time when the black child was not able to go to school and did not get the maximum benefit out of education and they continue to be trodden by those who were accessing quality education, your, 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 your best schools that are in the country and well supported. Mm -hmm. So that's what we must address, definitely. All right. 0731168045, join the conversation. We are discussing the state of our education sector in Zimbabwe. Is it on the brink of collapse or renaissance or restoration or whatever you want to call it? And if you think so, uh, support your response um, with maybe empirical evidence as to why you think that. 0731168045. I want to read more messages coming in from our listeners. This one reads, here in Chinoy, there's no... No schooling at all in most of the public schools. Children are just staying at home and most of them are now basing uh, their education on extra lessons. Thank you so much for telling us that. Uh, this one says, Sifiso Uyo is an agent of the government, which is very sad. Ipaima civil servants, Mari, full stop. Public transport in the world for is in the world for the communities and a model for all, not just for teachers. Um... All right, another one here. It looks like you're getting backlash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I understand. I understand. Yeah. Because the, 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 the baseline from where we are coming from is mm. different. Yeah. Yes. All right, more messages. Hansi, Baba Alice uh, Chikwava. In Beatrice, I'm listening to the program. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, another one here says, Van Lovo, I'm really disappointed when you tell the nation that what government has offered is a step towards addressing the plight of teachers. Let us uh, reverse positions for just a month. Muye, mutaure, kusalari, kutisalari, we are getting after that 20% increment. Irukukwana, every teacher, including your members, are angry with you. Okay. Another one here says, uh, good evening, Martha. I'm a parent, but I want also my kids to go to school, but there are no teachers. And I've changed them to private school because there are no teachers. But on the absence of the teachers, I understand them. The peanuts they are given is just simply too much. All right. Um, another one here says, Tifunzuro Kuti. That's why he lives comfortable. Okay. Uh, we're not going to get personal here. What we want to talk about are teachers and their concerns as well as their plight. We're not going to allow anyone to make any attacks. Uh, Taungana, oh, Lord, it looks like we keep losing him. But nonetheless, we're still going to keep trying. Um, let me let me come to you, Vamajongwe. Last year at the inaugural Rwanda Zimbabwe Trade and Investment Conference, Rwanda's President Paul Kagame said his country was in desperate need of quality educators from Zimbabwe. This is on record. The same way that Chinese schools hire qualified English teachers from uh, this part of the world. Uh, our senior reporter, Mona Lisa Dube, filed this report last year, and I just want to play it for you um, so that we can uh, give our conversation context. Just have a listen to this. Uh, before equipment, I want people. I think Zimbabwe can offer us uh, uh, good teachers. So please uh, work on that uh, 
with a sense of urgency, since this is what we said, uh, you can find whatever number you find of quality teachers, I think we, we can absorb, because we need them. We need them uh, urgently. All right. So he says that uh, they desperately and urgently need Zimbabwean teachers in Rwanda. Vama uh, Jongwe, are we not concerned about the imminent exodus of our economically vulnerable teachers to cases such as Rwanda? It's a tragedy. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, it simply speaks to the reality that we find ourselves in. And I think Jesus answers this for me. And I think uh, there are situations when if people go biblical, you are going to hear a statement that says prophet is without honor in his own village. Mm-hmm. And this is the situation that we find ourselves in. Teachers that are doing wonderful service, yeah. producing brilliant results, mm-hmm. are being celebrated in Rwanda of all places. Yeah. Let, me, let me end there and say the issue of a teacher exodus is not new. We have always seen teachers leaving this country in, in, in droves. As we speak, mm-hmm. there is a massive exodus of teachers to the UK and Ireland. Mm -hmm. We have seen a silent exodus of teachers to Namibia. We have seen a silent and announced and and unannounced exodus of teachers to South Africa, to Lesotho, Mozambique and Swaziland. As we speak, we are losing technical, qualified, brilliant, experienced teachers because our country and government is failing to realize that we are losing this uh, great group of citizens. Mm -hmm. Let me just tell you something. And this comes from my heart. I think there is a clear political strategy okay. to decimate public education. Because many of our politicians have built schools. Mm-hmm. And I want somebody to challenge me here. Many of the politicians in this country took farms. They have built schools on those farms. And they want to give us a picture that kids must be taken to the private school. It's a clear neoliberal agenda where privatization becomes a, 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 a decision of choice. Okay. This is why you hear the parent, they're saying, I have taken my kids from the public school and taken them to the private. This is what some politicians somewhere want. They've built their schools and they're now saying, destroy public education so that they come to our private schools. Mm-hmm. And this is what we are saying, that must not be tolerated. Public education must not be allowed to sink. And we must challenge, and I put this across, parliamentarians must stand up in across political divide to say, we can't then take this country into a an abyss of confusion because somebody somewhere simply doesn't have the political will to address the challenges of education. Okay. Teacher-pupil ratio, uh, pupil-book ratio, Mm -hmm. the quality of schools that we have. We have a country that talks about ICT, Mm. but where is this ICT? Mm -hmm. We have kids who have never seen a computer. We have kids that have never seen what a solar solar lamp looks like. And we are talking about ICT. What are we doing to our own citizens? Mm -hmm. What are we doing to our own country? And when you speak like this, people then turn around and say, you are being sponsored to say these things. Let's address the problems that this country is facing. Our education is surely on the brink. Mm -hmm. And we we can't keep quiet when uh, this particular thing that we have and must hold in high esteem is being destroyed. We can't celebrate the demise of our own. It's one of the few things that we have. Education cannot be allowed to collapse. Mm -hmm. And I'm challenging parents, wherever you are, you can't then make the teacher the victim. Mm -hmm. It's a tragedy that we have some community members and some political players who think that teachers are simply being ungrateful. How do you become grateful when you are being paid a salary that makes it difficult for you to go and buy basic things? And I always refer to this particular one. Teachers can't afford the underwear. How do you expect them to come and stand in front of your children? Mm-hmm. They can feed themselves. And I would say it time immemorial. We want a country <laughs> and a government that respects its own citizens. Families are breaking out there. We have lost several teachers to suicide Mm. depression and many of these diseases hypertension Mm -hmm. that can also be addressed Mm. why are we allowing this to happen we can't see a country where politicians live in opulence and extravagance when the teachers there that we have are suffering and they are suffering and being subjected to so much torture Mm -hmm. it's unacceptable Uh, that's a lot to take in Rama Jongwe. I can see how emotional um, and very charged up you get when talking about these issues. I I really want us to get to a point where, as a country, we appreciate uh, civil servants because they are the backbone of our country. Oh, 0731-168-045. Send your contributions, your messages. Let us know what you think. Um,
there are messages coming in left, right and centre and most of them are targeting um, uh, Dr. Sifiso Ndlovo. I will read some and the rest I will not because uh, frankly I think they're just way too uh, insensitive and very offensive for me to even read on air. This one says, uh, Sifiso, which country do you stay in? Get real. Apanasa <sighs> Okay. I, I think, uh, uh, Martha, let's not uh, defend that space by refusing to listen to what the people are saying. But let's also play our part by educating them yeah. that uh, when you go for a negotiation, mm-hmm. it is important also to look at the situation that you are in as yeah. a country. Because you should not promise your child that uh, I'll buy you an aeroplane yeah. when you cannot even afford a bicycle. We don't want that, is, that, is, that is very important. Mm. So uh, you must be realistic in the, in the whole approach. In the whole and approach. It must, be, it must be balanced in mm-hmm. our view and thinking. Because this, this kind of thinking becomes utopian mm-hmm. when you want to believe you can crash in and get all what you want at the expense of everybody else in the country. This is a shared uh, cake yeah. and th- this is realistic. Mm-hmm. So the other listener says uh, you shouldn't talk about uh, inflation. Mm-hmm. What kind of a negotiator will you be if you don't understand the economics of the country? So that is where I come from. And when, when, when we make the position papers, we're not only informed by what people say, not only informed by what people inflate in what they're saying, mm-hmm. but we're saying what what is the real situation that has been investigated and proven? And once it's proven, then you can now use that as, a, as your own defense. Okay. And that is your own position mm-hmm. to inform your position yeah. and demand. Which demand is realistic and which demand can be supported? Right. So this is where we are coming from. Uh-huh. Um, I, I won't say. Let uh, me let me read wh- some more messages, and then I'll give you a chance to respond okay. to uh, the ones that are, f- are referring to you, and the ones are maybe for uh, Taungana who is back on the line. This one says, "Martha, honestly, teachers are not teaching our kids, are not learning at all. Uh, it's a pity. This is a lost generation. Mister Sifiso should be serious, and the way he is handling the teachers' issue will go down in history as the worst union leader who assisted in the decimation of education." Yesterday, it was the same. Um, there are also voice messages coming in, uh, voice notes coming in. I hope we have time to also go through those ones. Um, another one here says, it's difficult to get into class and teach when one is as dejected as a Zimbabwean teacher and demoralized. You can't deliver because you are worrying about your children who don't have the basic needs. When you take your child to stay with your parents, Kumusha, because you can't meet the basics for them, it means something is very wrong. Education sector is just on the brink, if not dead. All right. uh, More messages coming in. So many of them. Uh, this one is coming from uh, Mr. Mtapwa in Chinoy. It says, no real learning is taking place in public schools. Sefiso must not talk about quality education without giving reference to the welfare of the teacher. Let the employer give us money. Everything else will fall into place. Uh, <laughs> But Martha, it also goes on. Wait a minute. It also goes on to say, "Faki imali uzobona." So, so get us the money, and you'll see what the teachers can do. So, I, I'm glad to see that the, the teachers haven't completely lost the spirit. Uh, another one here says, "Hakuna kudzidzwa kudikuitwa muzikoro umu please tuze kutivana twitter say nago." Okay, another one here says, uh, so how teachers' concerns are going to be resolved off and when teachers' organizations are speaking with different voices. Shame on you. Tichaona pa kuyambuka. All right. Matt, uh, what, what is the solution? <sighs> to be honest? Right, uh, the solution is for <laughs> yeah, us. I don't know. Uh, I think this, uh, from what is, the, the, the listeners are saying, yeah. let's close the schools mm. and stay home. Because there is no salary. No. Is that what we're saying? No, but, no, but we can't saying, do that. That's not, that's not sustainable. Right. We can't. Let's, we can't. Let's address, issue, let's, uh-huh. let's address the issue as we move on. Uh-huh. This is a continuous struggle. This is why I have always said the struggle for better conditions of service is perennial. Mm-hmm. This is what even Karl Marx said in 1865 mm-hmm. that this is a struggle that is perennial. It continues forever. Yeah. It never ends. And when you say you have got this. Uh, struck one today. Mm-hmm. You, you don't mean the battle is final. Teachers are not asking for too much. Yeah. 
teachers are simply saying, give us some money to survive and we'll deliver. Yeah. And the teachers are not asking for aeroplanes. Mm. We are not being utopian. We are being practical. This country has enough wealth <laughs> to make sure that you give, give teachers decency yeah. and some respect. Mm -hmm. We have lost respect in the communities that we live in. Mm -hmm. We have basically been condemned and we are a laughing stock. And the, it's the responsibility of the politicians. Yeah. What we want is the politicians to have the proper political will to address these problems. Okay. Simple things, Martha. The mm. question that I will ask, why is it impossible? for government to engage its trade unions. Yeah. Government has registered 16, 17 teacher trade unions. Mm -hmm. Why are they not engaging them? Why do they continue engaging four or five of them and leaving mm -hmm. the rest out? Today you register a teacher's union, the next day you don't want to talk to them. You label them enemies of the state. So yeah. why are you registering us if you don't want to talk to us? We have issues that we have raised, concerns that are valid, brought up proposals that are being ignored. All these non-monetary issues that are, people are talking about. Mm -hmm. We have written volumes and volumes of position papers yeah. that the government urinates on. Mm -hmm. So we can't then pretend that we don't... And we are not making a contribution to this country. Mm -hmm. Government must respect its workers. We are citizens. I will repeat, we are not Boko Haram. We are not ISIS. We are Zimbabweans, born and bred in this country. Yeah. There is no other country that we, we hail from. We are born in Zimbabwe and government must listen to us. Do they want us to pick up arms and fight them? We are not going to do that. We are civil servants. We want to respect our government. We want to talk to them. Mm -hmm. The owners is on them to talk to us as they are respectable citizens. Mm -hmm. We are loyal and patriotic Zimbabweans. We don't want to do anything other than talking to them. There's a message here Manjongwe for you. It says, uh, Manjongwe, uyo tomu ziva, chaki kungo complainer, the other year, kazombo titukudama bonus from the devil. Whatever happened to that, he's known for blabbering, yelling, shouting, screaming, ETC. Uh, Manjongwe, Hansi, this is what you have uh, become known for. Kuti, I have never said I'm a church leader. I have never formed a church. I have never <laughs> said I, I'm I, I am the apex of paragon and perfection. Mm. I'm a Zimbabwean with his own faults. Mm. But at the end of the day, I'm here to represent teachers. And that's the language I speak. I can't go and pretend to represent people that I don't, re I, I don't resonate with. Yeah. I resonate with the teachers. I'm a product of a teacher. Mm -hmm. I have been a teacher and I know what it means. That's the voice that I carry. I have yeah. no reason to not to be angry because mm -hmm. if you are not angry in this situation, then when are you going to be angry? At one point, Jesus came into the church, mm. saw people doing short time in the corner, saw people fighting in the corner, saw money changers. There. He took a whip and beat them because he was angry. <laughs> so at the end of the day, it's my responsibility to be angry when anger is necessary. Yeah. I can't tell the other chick when, when it requires me to be angry. Okay, hush now, hush now. Alright, let me come to you, Taungana. I'm going to give Vama uh, Jungwe uh, a moment to just catch his breath and drink some water because this is uh, you know, topic Yemari, you know, Nesa. Taungana, let me rope you and it's glad, uh, I'm very glad to have you back on the line. We've come to expect industrial action from uh, civil servants, particularly teachers every year every other year mama jongwe am i right in saying every other year or is it every year I think we, have, we have actually got to a point here which government gorene gore and they are to gorene gore and they are to ramberi gorene gore all right okay gorene gore government guy taure nesu all right okay so um you know, Vama Jungova could is only Gorene Goret, Sharamba Tishu complainer because Avasquana Maria Varkuda. Um, teachers are disgruntled, they are unhappy, you name it. Nearly two years ago, government pledged to avail residential uh, stands or land for teachers. I just want to ask you, uh, Taungana, whatever happened to those non monetary benefits uh, that included residential stands? Do you know? Uh, thank you, Margaret. You see, you'll notice that the, the discussion here I, I have been mostly quiet because uh, we, your topic really is uh, is education on the brink, but uh, there, there's very little on education that is being talked about. It's all about conditions of service and welfare of teachers and money this and money that. When we talk about education being on the brink, how can it be on the when our grade seven first rate is going up, coming out of a COVID-19 pandemic as we have done? And those who are saying that our public schools are not turning out uh, geniuses, just to take a look at the record of those with uh, six units and seven units from our very own public schools. You'll be shocked that most of those uh, uh, who had uh, the very best uh, uh, results were from our public schools. So we have teachers who still remain committed 
to providing quality education, which is relevant and competence-based for the development of this nation. So if it is about education being on the brink, I think as the Second Republic, we are on a trajectory whereby the year 2030, we would have achieved an education system that is admired the world over once again. Thank you. All right. So I, I didn't quite get his answer there because it looked like, Taungana, you were trying to um, to discuss education, which is fair and fine. That's what we're here for. But again, I'll ask, whatever happened to those residential stands that were promised teachers about two years ago? That, that That's all. Simple, straightforward question. Uh, did any number of teachers register? Did they get the deeds? What happened? The reason why I cannot answer that question, Martha, is because that is a a condition of service and we are the ministry of primary and secondary education mm-hmm. we are here to provide quality education okay. our other arms of government are the ones that provide those conditions of service okay so the left arm doesn't know what the right arm is doing yeah they are there um, to provide quality service and then quality respect no 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 it's not like that okay what is it so like what is it like we, we have to we have to be able to deliver our mandate and let those within government also deliver their own mandate. We cannot step on each other, to each other's toes and say, as Minister of Primary and Secondary Education, we are going to give you a salary increment, we are going to give you sense, we are going to do that. This is why the, the government is structured in the manner that it is. Mm-hmm. That conditions of service follow fall under a certain ministry. Mm-hmm. And I, our mandate as Minister of Primary and Secondary Education yeah. is to provide quality education. Mm-hmm. So it's Allow not about us not knowing what the okay. right hand is doing or the left hand is doing. Uh-huh. All right, Mama Jong, we want to say uh, something. I think uh, what I want to educate my brother, Taunga Nandoro, is look at all these other ministries. You go to the Minister of Defense, the ministry is not, it's not their responsibility to look for houses for, te- for their soldiers, but they, if they make sure that they demand that their people get houses. Mm-hmm. You go to the Minister of uh, the, the, the people who are in prisons, they've got stands. You go to every other ministry in agriculture, they fight, fight for stands. You go to Otaunga Nandoro in the Ministry of Education, they say it's not our responsibility. When are you going to stand up and represent your own people at the government level? Because I want to believe the ministers can that I, we get should therefore be seized with the opportunity of fighting for their own pro- professionals. We want plenty potentialism in government in the Ministry of Education making presentations and representations mm-hmm. for their teachers. We okay. can't have people who then go every time and say it's not our business, it's the Public Service Commission. When are you going to represent your teachers when you attend those meetings be it at cabinet, be it at Politburo, where you go and make representations for and on behalf of teachers mm-hmm. start learning to represent the teachers the moment you do that we will respect you we'll love you and we'll defend you Tongana, um, you wanted to say something uh, go ahead yes I-, I wanted to say that as the ministry of primary and secondary education we continue to lobby uh, you know our other arms of government for an improvement of the conditions of service of teachers mm-hmm. and from our budget we actually ensure that uh, our teachers are living in uh, habitable uh, cottages within the rural and remote areas. Mm-hmm. Where a teacher's house if the roof has been blown off, we use the ministry budget to repair that. If the, the sewer has been blocked, we use the ministry budget to make sure that we have repaired that and we ensure that the, the teachers are in habitable conditions. So my comrade there, who has been trying to educate me and thinking that we have been leaving them alone, he is not correct in in, in his assertion. We support our teachers. We make sure that they live in good conditions. There is accessibility uh, to to, to public uh, facilities. And we make sure that they live a comfortable life, even if they are deployed in very rural and remote areas. They are given accommodation, and uh, that accommodation is uh, much better than uh, some of the accommodation that you will find that others may, may, may actually be having in, in, in other areas. Our teachers uh, uh, take a priority in, in terms of anything that you can do to increase uh, their, their, their conditions of service.
what we need to talk about here is um, mm -hmm. the ministry must address the issue of the legal framework. Okay. And also create a situation where they have a labor desk that is, deals with educational matters. Mm -hmm. Because uh, if we leave it too broad and say we remain in the public service, mm. we will not be able to address those issues that are sector specific right and this is where we should narrow the gap and the distance between the employees mm -hmm. and those who are working in, uh, in the ministry that would provide a better solution so for years uh, now we've been talking about this uh, the change of legislation mm -hmm. to accommodate such uh, uh, diversity and uh, this is not coming through yeah but at the same time the issue of negotiations is placed on the ends of other ministry mm -hmm. and the conditions of service are resident elsewhere yeah. and it becomes difficult for this ministry to really defend other than to plead on our behalf yeah. this is what uh, I seem to be getting also explaining yeah. this is the problem that we have in education we are now pointing fingers only to the ministry but we should be pointing fingers also to the Ministry of Public Service Labor and Social Welfare mm -hmm. which is responsible for the commission which is employing the teachers mm -hmm. and that is where the problem starts because the commission is not touchable yeah. it's protected some way mm -hmm. and the people that we're talking to is the Public Service Labor and Social Welfare which must now represent us uh, at the commission yeah. and education comes with us to, mm -hmm. to push pressure and what we should be supporting the ministries, the budget that is given to education yeah. must be increased mm. so that the issue of the salaries and conditions of service can be enhanced. Mm. Without improving the budget, we cannot do so. That is why in the beginning I indicated that we have 12 0.5 percent mm -hmm. of the budget that were given but that budget is not adequate yeah it is not now passed it's an act of parliament okay and how does the minister maneuver out of that or mm -hmm. public service maneuver out of that because parliament is now said yes this is now the new finance act all right and you're going to spend 12 and a half percent on education Okay, I want to read uh, messages coming in left, right and centre. We've got about five minutes before we conclude the programme. Uh, this one says, uh, Mr. Okay, I think it's the parents sacrificing sending kids for extra lessons for him to brag about grade 7 high pass rate, meaning it's a double knee uh, for time in memorial. Kids were only sent to government schools only without the need for extra lessons, but now it's the other way around. Um, this one says, hi there, Dr. Sifiso. Are you saying the government is able to give out freebies and free things, but not the salary itself? Another one here says, Martha, Mr. Taunga Nandoro, Vano Zivaere, Kuti, Takuvara, Nekubadara, Maridzima, extra lessons for our kids to learn. He must not say the pass rate is going up because of the ministry's competence. That is simply wrong. Okay. Another one here says, Avant uh, Lovu, I'm really disappointed when you tell the nation that what government has offered is a step towards addressing the plight of teachers. Uh, I can't believe you said that. Uh, it also goes on to say, no teacher can import a car on that salary. I can't afford a mortgage loan with that salary. The 20% given is going to be eroded by increases that are going to be affected in March. For example, funeral and health insurance. Uh, thank you so much for your contribution. Um, another one here says, uh, why government is than to promise them mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Anzi, this one says, Martha, please tell that gentleman from Zimtakuti, don't behave as if you're the employer. Uh, Fondoro, the high pass rate, it shows that the few teachers that are still going to work are determined, but are demoralized and impoverished. Mm -hmm. So many messages. I don't think we'll have time to go through all of them. Another one here says, um, uh, Martha and Sefiso, please stop being partisan. You're not politicians or in government. This is a message from Tom. Sefiso is pathetic and embarrassing. Uh, Anzi, I'm being partisan. I, I have no idea how. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let me read more messages. Um, 
This one says, uh, that man is truly speaking for teachers. He must get money. I'm a teacher from Muzarabani. Thank you so much. Uh, a big sign of failure is that the government in lockdown was not able to do its duties fully. So, Mariepa budget, lockdown. they didn't support teachers or finance e-learning yacho so that students continue to get education even under lockdown. Uh, another one here says... Um, the struggle for teacher emancipation will never come to fruition as long as Zimta goes behind the back of other unions to negotiate with government. If they are honest enough, Zimta should not meet government. Pasina Vamwe, Sifiso might be the problem. Uh, another one here says, I uh, missed the episode here in Gweru, uh, but I'm hoping that I will be able to get the rest of it. Uh, you should be able to get some of it. All right, we're almost running out of time. I'm going to give each of you a minute to just give us your closing remarks. What is the future of our education in Zimbabwe? What is the role of parents, the role of the government, uh, and also the learners themselves? Taunga, and I'll start with you. Thank you, Martha. The, the future of uh, the education system is on an upward trajectory. And by the year 2030, we will all be a middle-income economy because of the uh, quality education that the ministry is providing. As uh, promulgated and shown and clearly envisaged in our high pass rate from grade 7. And I can guarantee you our O-level results are going to be better than those of last year. Even our A-level results are also going to be better than those of last year. So we are not on the brink of any collapse as an education sector. All right. So you're on the brink of a renaissance or renewal, if I must say. Thank you so much, Taunga Nandoro. Uh, Dr. Sifiso, let me come to you. What are your closing remarks as we, yes, um, uh, as we finish the show? Definitely. I want to mention that the roadmap to uh, the restoration of the salaries is true, and I'm not faking it. If you want, go to the statistics. <laughs> we'll talk to it. You're and not faking it. Yes, okay. and I don't, know, I don't want to mislead anybody, particularly Zimbabweans, because our mantra is we educate the nation and want to educate people clearly. It represents currently, the current levels of all the remuneration put together represents 55% of the 671 I'm talking about. Last year, we had 33%. And this is what is practically down here. And when you sit on the table and you calculate and drill down to the figures, this is what comes up. And therefore, we're talking about that we're moving towards that road. And that is where I am coming from. Mm-hmm. And that is what it should inform our listeners and inform our members. Right. So that when they analyze the package, you mm-hmm. don't analyze it because your demands are so high and mm-hmm. The, that is what you think that they are not being met but mm-hmm. the, 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 the road is clear there is marked all right mama jongwe your closing remarks the teachers demands are legitimate we are patriotic citizens all we are asking for is government to realize that if you are going to offer quality service we will produce better results mm-hmm. when the president was inaugurated there was a spirit medium that said that was at a public forum and I'm basically representing and we will turn the fortunes of this country around. Mm. In 1980, Congress said, any country that does not respect its teachers is doomed. Mm. And I want to believe Mr. Nkov was there as a young teacher at that time. Oh, true. And, yes, and, and it's yes. on public record. Saka, we can't then just think these things are new. Mm. Respect the teachers, give them what they are worth. And they will fucking malusu bona like one teacher said. And, and, the, fight, <laughs> the, money and, and the fight will continue. Yeah. It will never end now. It doesn't matter. It doesn't end yeah. now. It continues and the struggle continues. Yeah. So it's a perennial struggle. Mm. We have not won the battle and the war is still on. Yeah. Right. Yes, we go. So let us continue with <laughs> the war. And, yes. and as far as I'm concerned, uh. this is the direction we must go. We must continue to engage okay. and continue to engage mm. and let the Zimbabwean child continue to learn. Mm. These are our children. Right. And as teachers, we, we, children. we never throw we our, children our children under the children. bus. <laughs> we must support them. They are our children, but we will teach them better when we okay, are Okay, gentlemen, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry that we have to cut this conversation short. Thank you, Martha. I will Thank be you. certain to bring you for the second part because there's so much uh, that needs to 
to be said. Uh, a quick message here. It says, uh, you see massive houses being built, especially in Harare. Then you wonder, Maria Chuirku Vepi, but hardworking citizens, Muma Industries, civil servants are not the ones building. So who is building? Another one here says, uh, we as teachers can't offer services that we cannot afford. We need money, not the roadmap. Uh, another one here says, Kushanda uh, Tese Takabatana is the most important thing. All teachers' unions must uh, fight with one uh, cause in mind. Thank you so much. Gentlemen, we've come to the end of our program. Let me say this. I can't thank you enough for your time and your insights. When all is said and done, I hope a sustainable solution will be found for the benefit of all interested parties and stakeholders. I don't have kids myself, but I can't imagine what it's like for your child to be sent back home every afternoon because teachers didn't show up. Uh, let's pay the teachers what they want. Let's give our children the education that Zimbabwe is world, world over known for. And So let me say this to every teacher in Zimbabwe and to each of you from the teachers unions we appreciate you thank you for your service you are heroes in front of a chalkboard and the two of you are heroes uh, behind behind the scenes so thank you without you even i wouldn't be martha mamombe without the sacrifices of the teachers that i had in high school so thank you so much from the bottom of my heart let me also say thank you to uh, raymond manjongwe dr sifison lovo and taunga nandoro gentlemen uh, let's make our education sector great again Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. All right. Lovely. So, enjoyed the program. I enjoyed it too. Good night. Ciao, ciao. The platform. Step up and speak out.